Welcome back to Over the Border, Episode 9. I'm your host, Justin. Along with me, as per usual, are the boys. And today, we are all fired up because it's a very special episode. We have our second guest ever joining the pod a little bit later. Book it with Trent. Have you ever heard of him? He's the fade god. But we'll get to that a little later. Kyle, how are you doing this evening? I am so fired up. Coming off the Chiefs as my lock of the week. They won by about 50 points. There was absolutely no doubt they were going to win. I told you Arrowhead was going to be rocking. They were. And then Monday night, Rams plus three. My game of the year absolutely hammered them. And we get a win. I'm rolling right now. And we've got a huge episode coming and a great interview with Trent. So I'm doing amazing. Ryan, how are you? I don't know. I'm kind of mixed emotions right now. Lost the, the lock of the week. But United still won. You're wondering how. They lost one nothing. Lucky to get the three points. Forget about it. We got a special guest on today's episode. I couldn't be more excited. All right. Without further ado, let's get into the recap of picks from last week's episode. I went seven and six, bringing me to 46 and 43 overall. Ryan went four and one, bringing him to 24, 21 and one overall. Justin aka stack guy just went six and seven he is 30 and 28 overall last week as a pod we went 17 and 14 overall and all together as a pod we're hitting picks at a 52.1 percent hit rate and it's just going to keep going up lots of winners to come i just want to point out that before this last week we were hitting at 51 percent so as kyle said we are on the climb the boys are capping like there's no tomorrow Q Miley Cyrus on the climb. <laughs> it's the climb. All right, let's jump into Coast to Coast, recapping news across Canadian sports. As per usual, we will start with the NHL records for Canadian clubs, starting on the West Coast. The Vancouver Canucks, 13-15-2. They are on a five-game heater under Bruce. There it is. Bruce, there it is. There it is. Wasn't a big fan of the chant, but hey. At least they don't have to say Boost Budo. So, uh, congrats to the Vancouver Canucks for uh, seemingly turning it around um, about the quarter mark, quarter way through the season mark. Moving congrats on. To can you just say his name, name once right? properly? Can yeah. you say it once properly before we move on, please? <clears throat> Bruce Boudreau. Nailed. There we go. Well done. Well done. Moving on to the Edmonton Oilers, they're 16-11. and 11. However, they're on a six-game losing streak. So although McDavid and Dreisettle are tied at 45 points atop the league, the Oilers are starting to struggle. Hmm. The Calgary Flames are 15-7-6. They are ravaged by COVID, but we'll get into that a little later. The Winnipeg Jets are 13-10-5. And, and the Ottawa Senators are 9-16-1. Yes. This team is just so confusing. You know, last week I would have said, tank for Shane Wright. We're competing with Montreal. And then that was coming off a loss to Vancouver. And, you know, you think the season's over. Then we go and we beat Colorado. Then we beat Tampa. And then we kill Florida 8-2. Makes absolutely no sense. And it'll be interesting to see where this team goes from here. One note for both Ottawa and Toronto. The province said today that the capacity will be limited to only 50% now due to COVID concerns. 
Which is really tough because, I mean, personally as a Sens fan, I'm roped back in. Are we going to be able to sneak into a wild card spot? I don't know. Our top line looks elite, but whatever. We'll move on to the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're 28-2. and two, And as Kyle said, capacity in Ontario is cut to 50%. So I don't know what they're going to do with all their fake corporate fans in Toronto. But, hey, what are you going to do? And finally, the Montreal Canadiens are 6-21-3. Dumpster fire. I like the first thank the Ottawa Senators for winning some games and letting the Habs go all the way down to the bottom. Because as I've been saying since the beginning of this podcast, we are tanking for Shane Wright. But enough about Before Shane you continue, Wright. I just need to <laughs> let you know that there is a draft lottery. So even when the Montreal Canadiens finish at the bottom of the league below the Arizona Coyotes, you're not guaranteed to get Shane Wright. You need to win the lottery. And when you lose the lottery after finishing last, it's not going to be a good episode for you. I just want to make but, that clear. But we know the league is rigged, and they'll let him go to Arizona. No, they'll let him go to Montreal before Arizona. Ooh. And if Arizona moves to Quebec, then you know what? He's going to the province of Quebec anyways. But anyways, enough about Shane Wright. We don't need to get into that because the Sens are already far off. They can forget about him. There are three women being considered for the Habs coaching uh, Canadians GM vacancy. To be fair, I was kind of shocked seeing this because A, Montreal is a tough market. And B, there has never been a woman hired in the NHL in the GM position before. But Molson also insists that the GM will be bilingual, so vive le Québec libre, as every person <laughs> in Quebec would say. But helping the search with Molson is Jeff Gorn and, of course, legendary and former GM and coach Bob, Janey, uh, Bob Ganey. At this point, you can essentially call the freaking Habs the Rockets because everyone's getting called up nowadays. More than half the team is still injured. I'm glad that this is happening. Shane Wright's coming to Montreal. Yeah, whatever, man. Whatever you say, you're a bit delusional, but that's okay. On the, bright, on the bright side, we get to see a whole bunch of prospects in the World Juniors in just 13, 14 days as this comes Including out. Shane Wright. So I'm fired up. The World Juniors are just around the corner. Well, as we mentioned before, we are all huge fans of the World Juniors, and it will be covered heavily on this podcast we're not going to go super in-depth today, but next week's episode, we will be taking a deep dive. There are a few notes we want to make, though, about the upcoming tournament. Russia is a team to note. They had, I believe it was, three or four players uh, who are currently playing in North America, whether it be junior or some of them with their NHL teams. Um, and the Russian coach basically said that they're cut essentially because they're playing in North America. What he actually said was, um, they're not strong enough defensively because they haven't been training with the Russians in Russia. And so basically punishing these players for playing in North America when they undoubtedly should be on the team, this is going to hurt them a lot. This is the kind of politics that go on in Russia. You hate to see it, but as a Team Canada fan, you love to see it because the Russians are always a pesky team to play. If we have a single Russian viewer out there that wants to comment on that, we'd be happy to hear it. Our DMs are open. On the bright side for the um, Team Canada World Junior Team, um, there are some Canadian team prospects that actually made the team. Um, there are only two guys on the Canadian team that are draft eligible, so everybody's a prospect. But I just wanted to highlight four guys that are in the system for the Canadian clubs. So we have Xavier Bourgo, who's a prospect hey, for Edmonton. Ridley Gregg, who is a obviously an Ottawa Senators prospect, 2020-2018 overall go. pick. 
Cole Perfetti uh, of the Winnipeg Jets system and Caden Gooley of the Ale, 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 Montreal. Are you done? Yep, sorry. And then um, Connor Bedard made this team as a 16-year-old. He's only the eighth 16-year-old player to ever play on the Team Canada World Junior Team, joining the likes of uh, Gretzky, Crosby, McDavid, just to name a few. You ever heard of them? Is that good? Uh, so, yeah, um, I'm really excited for the World Juniors, and uh, hopefully Canada can make a run, as I mentioned a couple weeks ago. Canada, plus 190. Cash. For sure. Although, the key part about the World Juniors is you got to shop around for lines. I was able to lock in Team Canada at plus 250 to win the tournament. I love the play. Unfortunately, it's not great juice, but... They're playing in a very, very weak group, and I don't see them having any trouble getting to at least the semifinals. And so sitting at the semis with plus 250 with this very strong Team Canada roster is a great bet. There is one other team that I will probably sprinkle a little bit of money on, and it's Sweden at plus 700. They are in the group of death, a very tough group with the likes of the U.S. and Russia, but they have one of the best teams in that group. And Sweden for years has been such a strong team in group play that I think they'll finish at the top of the group and have an easy path to at least the semis as well. As I mentioned, the Russians have a weak squad this year because of the North American or the players in North America they cut. And I also don't think that the U.S. squad is nearly as good as they were last year. But you we see, will jump very in depth next episode. The Nordic countries, it's if you can get them over five, at plus five hundred, in my opinion. It's great value because every couple of years, they're probably like top two, top three teams like Finland and Sweden. Yeah, Finland fin- at plus 600, Sweden plus 700. It's great value. Yeah, I mean, Finland is not too far for, removed from their last World Junior win. What was that, two World Juniors ago? It, it, very, like very recent. So it you can never count out Finland and Sweden in any World Junior tournament. Yeah, I completely agree. But we'll get further in depth in the tournament, as Kyle mentioned next week however the end of the cfl season has finally happened kyle you had the tie cats last week why don't you give us a rundown of the gray cup well unfortunately we end the cfl season in a bit of a sad fashion um the gray cup was a great game to watch i know nobody listening watched it but as i promised last episode i had it on my laptop during the nfl slate and i did watch most of the game um, of course, the Bombers ended up winning the Great Cup in overtime. It was a crazy windy game. Um, I mean, in some ways similar to the Bills-Pats game. Field goals were hard to come by. The wind in one end was brutal. And the game ended in actually a very crazy fashion. So it went to OT. The CFL does a college-style overtime where the team start on the th- opponent's 35 and have to try and score. And obviously, the uh, Winnipeg Wagons, as I like to call them, scored on their first try. Tie Cats came down to try and tie the game, send it to do, uh, double overtime, and they were intercepted on a play where one guy almost picked it, threw it up in the air, and the other guy caught it. And that ended up being just a brutal way to lose my plus four on the Tie Cats. But overall, super profitable season, and I can promise you I will be back stronger than ever for next CFL season. To wrap up the Coast to Coast segment, we have. The NBA talk, as you guys know, we love talking basketball. Raptors are 13 and 15. That's all I have to say about that. All right, let's get to the interview. Let's throw it over to me and Kyle 
talking to Book It with Trent. All right, well, we would now like to welcome on a very special guest. He's a gambler, just like us, but he puts out winners. He goes by many names. Some may call him Trent. Some might call him Book It with Trent. The Fade God, the Surgeon. Welcome to the podcast, Trent. How are you doing? I'm doing good, boys. How are you? I'm excellent. Yeah, I'm doing awesome. I'm just looking for Thanks some for having me. Of course. Appreciate you having me on. Happy to have you. Well, so I've, I'll just jump in with our first question here. We just want to know, like, how'd you start gambling? Like, what made you kind of get into the gambling world and start posting your content on TikTok, Twitter? Yeah, no, it really just started when I was in college, uh, really when I was first introduced into sports betting. Uh, and then I came up with an idea for Book It Sports, which, was a, which is a mobile app for sports betting social media platform where people go, post their picks, you know, share content and analysis. And uh, basically took the company, turned it into, you know, a platform for people to come together and just share picks. And then I was the CEO of the company, you know, for the first year and a half, I decided to step down and become a creator and bring in someone who's more qualified for the role, has done this and can take us, you know, to, you know, a bigger and scaled company. So I stepped down and became a content creator and that's when you know things really started to take off and i can be the the creator that you know i always thought i could be and that just you know made me the book it with trent twitter account tiktok account and just started making relatable gambling content that people could relate to every day and uh you know people really fucked with it and you know shared it with their friends and group chats all over the place and it's just because i'm just a genuine gambler doing what we all do every day, you know? Yeah, sure. You're, uh, you remind me of kind of like the common man of gambling, just like us, you know, the games are on TV, so why not throw some money on it, put together a exactly. little surgical exactly. parlay? I was just going to ask, was there something specific that uh, really made you like blow up? I mean, obviously recently, um, you know, your socials have been going off. You're constantly on my timeline. The content's great. But was there something specific that really like put you out there? I would say it's probably when I was losing so many bets in a row, you know, like it was crazy. And the crazy part is I wasn't even trying to lose. Like I was just making bad square picks that I was just on the wrong side of every time. And it was just an insane streak that people just really took notice to. And that was shared a lot of times, you know, and those were probably the real first parts of when I was getting millions of views. And when I started taking off, I guess you could say, I wouldn't really say I've, taken off quite yet but you know it's been awesome to see this kind of growth and i'm just glad people can relate to my content and fuck with it yeah i mean it's awesome like uh one of our buddies he wanted me to uh to let you know that he was down to uh his last couple of units and the other day he took uh took one of your surgical parlays and it hit it hit you revived him you revived him from the dead so that kind of leads me into my next question what goes on behind the scenes to make your surgical parlays? Dude, you gotta get the surgical streams, bro. That's where we cook up the surgery. We hear from basically people I trust a lot or new faces every day uh, with picks of, of the day, you know, and they've got, they, they try and sell it to all of us and we cook up a parlay together. I take some polls from the, the, the chat and sometimes I listen to them, sometimes I don't, but you know, it's awesome just to come together as a community, better our chances, hopefully, of hitting a parlay and just making it. And, you know, last week we had 
four in a row hit, which was crazy. Yeah, the uh, one, this the, week we haven't hit one yet. So okay. we got well, we the one that my one. buddy hit was uh, the Steelers Vikings over. Uh, you had Seton Hall money line, Iowa plus five, and then uh, yep. the under in Hampton and William and Mary Tribe. That shit was surgical, boys. <laughs> Absolutely surgical. Speaking of surgical, talk to us a little bit about the Lions money line bet because I mean. I would say that that was when I really saw you go absolutely viral, and that just looked like an unbelievable, unbelievable bet that you hit. So talk to us a little bit about that. It's absolutely one of my favorite moments I've ever had betting on sports. Uh, it really was a dare, honestly. I have to admit, it was because I made a TikTok that said if the Nets don't cover the minus seven and a half point spread tonight, I would throw a thousand dollars on the. Or no, I said I would do whatever the top comment says, and. Of course, the Nets didn't cover that night. And the top comment was, you have to throw $1,000 on the Lions money line. And I was just like, fuck, I got to be a man of my word. So I actually, I was like, I don't have $1,000 to just casually throw on the Detroit Lions. Like, it's fucking holiday season. We got to be having presents and shit. Can't do that on the Lions. Like, they're winless team. So I, w- I put 500 on it, stayed true to at least my word, put money on the Detroit Lions to win. And that last drive was fucking insane, dude. Like literally, I was so many roller coaster emotions. Too much time for Jared Goff. <laughs> dude, exactly. Way too much time for Goff Goat and St. Brown, dude. Fucking love that dude. Yeah, yeah I got, you could not have asked for more of an electric finish. More of an game. electric finish. I've got a kind of a follow up question to your Lions win. First of all, what did the lamp ever do to you? And what did you say to the wall? What were you yelling? I mean, you're just so fired up. I mean, I just, I got to know. Fucking, I don't know what the fuck I was saying. <laughs> Honestly, I was just chirping the wall, bro. Lamp, CD Lamp's always in the way. He's always in the way. You saw my hand hit, hit him. He was in the way when I was celebrating. I had to give it to him. Yeah, I appreciate that. CD Lamp, are you, do you happen to be a Cowboys fan? No, fuck the Cowboys, but oh, that's thank just God. CD, CD Lamp downstairs. Are no, you Cowboys fans? I'm a Cowboys yeah, he fan. He is not me. Oh wow. Okay. I, I did work for the Cowboys uh during an internship at TCU. It was awesome, but I'm not a Cowboys fan. Sorry, boys. That's sick. Do you, do you have a <laughs> favorite team? I'm a Rams fan. I mean, I w- I didn't really have a team growing up. I was from Southern California mm-hmm. and there was no team there until the Rams and Chargers both came, you know, when in like 2019. So I never had a team growing up, but now the Rams came first. So I, I just started liking liking them when they first came. I hope you hammered them last night because I can tell you oh, I had a lot of units on the Rams. I had many units. Many that was units. an unbelievable game. Yeah, well, speaking was, of that, do you have a winner for us for this Sunday or I guess any of the NFL slate? Do you have a winner for us? I wish I had the slate in front of me. I would say... Patriots plus two against the Colts. Book it. Okay. You heard him, Just. He's Book got it. uh Book he's it. got the Colts, Colts lined up. I've so got the Colts. I mean, pick. I the line doesn't make any sense to me. The Pats uh, have it, been fucking unbelievable. They've been a wagon, but the Colts are good and Vegas loves favoring the Colts and like, you know, it's always Jonathan a weird Taylor. spread with the Colts, bro. It's always weird with them. Yeah, it's fair. Thanks. And I'm just, it's a Belichick business trip. You can't bet against him. Respect. So over the past weekend, you were uh, treated in Vegas. You want to talk about that? Uh, yeah, we were at the casino. Yeah, we just moved into Vegas uh, a couple weeks ago. No, like two weeks ago. Congratulations, and, first of all. Uh, 
Yeah, we li- thank you. We live in uh, Summerlin, which is off the strip uh, next to this casino called the Red Rock. Shout out Red Rock. <laughs> uh, they are, it's a really, really nice hotel off the strip. And they just saw one of my videos, saw I just moved here. And they DM'd me on TikTok and was just like, hey, we'd love to treat you to a little staycation. I was like, no way. So I went there. Suite was insane. Uh, incredible experience. Uh, it was awesome. Yeah, that video you took of the suite, it just looked incredible. That room looked massive. Dude, it was absolutely nuts. I was baffled when I first saw it. Yeah, I mean, when we like, I saw the video of you uh, like doing the tour, and I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, it just kind of speaks to you might not you might not think that you're, you know, really breaking through, but like you're getting hooked up, and it was pretty sick to see, you know, fellow fellow capper Thank who you. who you know everybody loses, so to to see some success. Hey, we all guys. lose if you don't say if you say you don't lose, you're fucking lying. Yeah, you're you're full of shit. <laughs> well, I was gonna say before we let you go. Um, you know, you're a surgeon, practicing doctor, obviously. Um, but we cooked up a little surgical parlay of our own that we want to give to you. And the first pick, you're not going to like it. I know you said you like the Pats, but we got a three-pick parlay. I know you're big on the four, but we're going to give you a three-pick parlay. Colts minus two and a half. Bills first half minus six and a half. And Broncos money line. That's the over-the-border parlay. We can't take the surgical because that's a book it with Trent trademark. But the over-the-border parlay... That's what we got for you. Who do the Bills play? Bills are playing the Panthers at home. Oh, yeah. Okay, first half minus six and a half. I like that. I like that. Fuck the Panthers, dude. Yeah. They oh, stop. my God. Brutal. My favorite Brutal. clip uh, so far in the NFL season was Cam Newton saying, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> yeah. I'm back. And now he's just getting clowned on. Can't do <laughs> Literally. Shit. The Panthers suck. So, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty funny watching that happen. They you know. suck, bro. Awesome. Do you have any more questions for him? No, I think that's just about it, unless you got something else. No, if you got, I mean, feel free to plug your socials and your app and stuff like that. And we're just very happy uh, to have you on. Yeah, of course, boys. Thanks for having me. Hope you boys make hella units this weekend. Appreciate Good luck it. on that parlay. You can follow me, Book It With Trent, basically on all platforms, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, and then, of course, the Book It Sports app, free app on the App Store. Go download it, create your account, sweat it out with the boys. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, appreciate your time, Trent. Uh, Good luck this weekend. Thanks. You too, boys. Cheers. All right. We'd like to give a big special thank you uh, to Book It With Trent for coming on. Um, Super humble guy. It was a lot of fun talking to him, shooting the shit. Uh, Great dude. Uh, Wish nothing but the best for him. And hopefully he can keep winning some of those surgical parlays and uh, we even gave him a couple, uh, a couple of looks that he liked. So uh, we'll see uh, how that pans out. All right, I'm feeling pretty good about the over the border parlay. I am see, too. I, I I don't know how I feel though because he absolutely loved the Bills minus six and a half first half, and as the fake god, I don't know how I feel, but I'm very flattered that he likes my pick. So it's unsettling. You're flattered that he likes your pick. But I'm kind of hyped that he loved mine, or loved the opposite of mine. Patriots are losing. That's it's, that's what I mean. He's the fade god. So it, all it's, right, it's it's, it's Well, he didn't have any opinion on my play, so I don't know what that means. But 
We're going to find out, and I don't play parlays often, but the over-the-border parlay will be on my card on Sunday. It will cash. All right, let's jump into some news and picks for the NHL. All right, and as mentioned uh, previously, um, the the COVID outbreaks have kind of ravaged the NHL. Um, One team specifically is the Calgary Flames. They have 17 players and members of their coaching staff that have tested positive for COVID. Uh, So they've had games postponed. Uh, The Carolina Hurricanes, I saw a report today that they had four players hit the COVID list. Um, So they've had games postponed. That's not good for the NHL. It's not good for the Olympics. But I don't know if it's on the right side or not, but at least it's not just the NHL. Every league seems to be having these issues. Hopefully someone can kind of figure out a cookie-cutter solution and fix this issue, and we can move on and have everything run smoothly, and hopefully this doesn't affect the Olympics. Yeah, it's very concerning. Um, You know, recently the rules of what happens if you get COVID during the Olympics came out, and it basically is that you'd have to quarantine in China for up to five weeks, which... That would be absolutely horrible no matter how you cut it. You know, you'd be staying in a hotel room by yourself without your family for up to five weeks. And on top of that, probably miss out on competing in the Olympics. And so right now, it's basically just been left up to the player's choice. The NHL hasn't said they can't go. But it's basically the players have the choice to decide if they want to take the risk of going or not. Sounds like most players still want to go. But there's still, you know, a few months before the Olympics and COVID is just getting worse and worse. The other day they asked McDavid, you know, what his thoughts were on quarantining if he got COVID and his response was it's unsettling and he didn't give an answer on whether he still plans to go or not. But let's move on to some more positive topics. I want to know who you guys think is the best team in the NHL right now. All right. I think personally that it's the Washington Capitals. They currently are tied in points for in second overall in the NHL. Just two points behind the Leafs. However, the Leafs have played two more games. I just want to note that. The Caps have the third best goal differential. And they're atop the Metro, even though they've played one more game than the Hurricanes. And they haven't shown any signs of slowing. The Hurricanes are 5-5 in their last 10. They had a tough loss to the Sens. COVID, I don't know how that's going to affect them. The Caps, however, are 6-3-1 in their last 10. And it's crazy Ovi is filling the net. I think he's third in the NHL in scoring. He's got 20 in 28 games. He's on pace for 58. So I don't know how you could not like the Capitals. Well, to be fair, this is probably a very square pick. The back-to-back champion, Tampa Bay Lightning. I know people can say whatever they want, but they are still one of the top teams in the league despite Kucherov and Brain Point being out. Lost to the Sens. Well, well, if you're saying the Capitals, they just lost to the Sens, did they not? No, they did not. Oh, I thought that's what you said. Apologies. The Hurricanes Anyways. Did. Oh, well. I won't say anything then. Mm-hmm. And to be, it's still early on in the season, I know. But with a goalie like Vasilevsky, who proved it last playoffs, that a goalie can win you the playoffs, if he does it again this year... You can never count them out. Yeah, I don't hate those picks. Um, but, you know, I'm riding with the Carolina Hurricanes. I've been saying it on the pod. I have them as a ticket to win 
uh, the Stanley Cup. I just think they have so much depth in their roster, and Freddie Anderson has been rock solid all year, obviously dealing with some COVID issues, but right now I think the Hurricanes are the best. Unfortunately, there is an argument to say that the Leafs are the best, but fuck the Leafs. Let's get into some NHL picks now. Justin, what do you got? All right, so I'm going to start off tomorrow. I've got the Sens and the Lightning over six. These teams have played each other three times. This will be the third meeting in like the last month. And the first time, the over was easy money. Second time around, it didn't hit. I had it, whatever. But the Sens are kind of rolling offensively. They figured it out defensively a little bit. But the Lightning can still fill the net. And I think that this game is like 4-3, 5-3. Give me the Sens Lightning over 6, minus 110. I want to give you some credit because Justin just tried his hardest not to give out Stutzler to score, and he managed to not get it out. So credit to you, Justin. Credit, credit. Yeah, I'll, we'll give you credit. I'm maturing. He's learning. And my f- second and final pick in the NHL, I've got the Canucks plus 115 uh, tomorrow night. Um, they're traveling to San Jose to play the Sharks. Um, the Sharks have been pretty good, but I'm just riding with the hot hand. Uh, Brucey boy, Bruce Boudreau, nailed it. Has has his team rolling? Give me the Canucks plus one fifteen. Well, I only got one pick for you guys, and you know NHL. I I I like sticking with one pick only, and we've hit the last two times, so we're going with a home dog, the Islanders plus one ten. The Bruins are facing COVID issues, and you know what? Barry Trotz at home. Give me the Islanders plus odds. I've got two NHL plays this week. My NHL picks haven't been the greatest, but we're hoping for a bounce-back week here. I'm also riding with the Islanders. I think they're starting to find their footing, and the Bruins are dealing with COVID issues. As Ryan said, they have Marshawn Bergeron out right now, and that's really going to take a hit to their lineup. I think the Islanders continue to find their stride, and Islanders money line plus 110 is the play. I'm also rolling with the Flyers to win in regulation at plus 110 against the shitty Montreal Canadiens. Um, the Flyers obviously fired Alain Vigneault recently. The new coach has them on a three-game winning streak. I think um, the firing of a coach really ignites a team, and it makes the players step up. I'm going to ride this uh, winning streak, and I'll take them at plus money against the Canadians who are tanking for Shane Wright any day of the week. Let's jump over to the National Football League. Uh so I've heard on the Pat McAfee show that there are 75 NFL players currently on the COVID-19 list. This is not good, as we mentioned earlier when we were talking about the NHL. The NFL has yet to postpone any games, but there have been some crazy outbreaks. I know the Browns got hit pretty hard. Uh, Baker has it, I think. Uh, last week, I said the Chargers got hit hard. I said Mike Williams had it. I got ripped by Kyle off the air for not saying Keenan Allen. Uh, I know Miles Gaskin. I'm just thinking fantasy guys on the COVID list, to be honest. I'm pretty sure the Rams shut down their practice facilities too, but that could just be because of California rules. I don't know. But they shut down as soon as there was an outbreak within the Rams. Yeah, all that to say that COVID is here. It's back in a big way. And we've got to just hope and pray that it doesn't affect uh, any of the games in the I can't weeks. go through another couple of months without sports. It, it was it was terrible those eight weeks last summer. I can't do it again. Yeah, no, that would just be horrible. 
Um, we'll have to go back to like marble racing and stuff, and that was just not a not a good time. It was fun um, for like a week, but then yeah. after that, it just you, you it just doesn't get it. Absolutely. It's not the same. Exactly. We're now moving on to Urban Meyer talk. This is starting to become a weekly segment where we talk about our favorite coach, Urban Meyer. So what did he do this week? Well, of course he can't stay out of the headlines. Um, the most, uh, the latest headline about him is that last weekend he called his assistant coaches losers and said that he was a winner. Um, and then when that report came out, after he confirmed that he did say those things, and he said that if there is a leak in the organization, they will be fired in seconds. And then I think another report came out today, Ryan. Yeah. So the kick, so the former kicker for the Jacksonville's uh, Jaguars, Josh Lambeau said that Urban Meyer apparently kicked him during training camp. So just to go off what Kyle said, that Urban was calling his assistants losers and et cetera, apparently Urban Meyer would be calling the special team players either kicker, hunter, long snapper, or shitbag and dipshit. This guy does whatever he wants. He's the coach. He's the coach. He says what he wants. But apparently Lambo is like squatting. He was stretching, and he just came over kicked him in the leg and said, you better start making your fucking kicks. This guy has no chill. He just says whatever he says. Yep, that's Urban Meyer for you. So I'm sure we'll have some more news on him next week, but that's all we got this week. Two more NFL news notes. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who's been out of the lineup on and off with a number of injuries. He's now been announced out for the rest of the regular season. That's obviously a big loss for the Cardinals, but I'm assuming he'll be back for the playoffs. And then another note, um, it came out a couple weeks ago, but Big Ben did announce that this will be his last season. Obviously, he sucks. We talk about it a lot. He's not been good, but it is Big Ben's last season. He will be a Hall of Famer, so that's just a note to make. Now, moving on to everyone's least favorite favorite segment. We're doing NFL picks, and it is now time for the Stack Guy Just segment. All right, well, I appreciate the intro as per usual. Tough week for the unders last Have week. some life in you. Have some life in you. Let me finish. They went 2-5. and five. But 10-8 and eight overall, so we're still above 500. So I'm going to keep riding because we need them to hit at 65%. If we can get, if we can stay above 500 this week, I'll keep riding. If not, I'll tone it back because I don't want to bore you guys. But let's get into it. I've got the Chiefs and the Chargers under 50 and a half. Cowboys, Giants under 44 and a half. Texans, Jags under 41. Jets, Dolphins under 43. Football team, Eagles under 43 and a half. Kind of love that one, I'm not going to lie. Seahawks, Rams under 47. Saints, Bucks under 46 and a half. Vikings, Bears under 43 and a half. Let me catch my breath. I've got two other plays for you in the NFL on my official card. I've got the Eagles first half minus three and a half against the Washington Bye, football Eagles fly. team. Eagles, I think, are going to roll the football team. I'm not going to lie. The football team did not look good against the Cowboys. Their defensive front is banged up. Chase Young has been out for the year for a while now, but he's out. So um, I think if you give uh, Jalen Hurts time... Um, He's a good running quarterback, so if the, the football team can't get pressure, I think the Eagles will cover the first half spread. I, I wanted to take them full game, but the line's a little bit too big for how close these two teams are in the standings. 
So give me the Eagles minus three and a half in the first half. I also have the Seahawks plus 4.5 at the Rams. This line just doesn't make any sense to me. I rode with Kyle on Monday night. I had the Rams huge. It was his game of the year. I had to hammer it. I think it's a bit of a letdown spot for the Rams. They beat the number one seed in the NFL in the Arizona Cardinals. Stomped them at that. And the Seahawks are traveling to L.A. and they're only four and a half point dogs. Give me the Seahawks plus the points. All right. Finally, that segment's over. I've got five picks for you guys this week. On Thursday night, we're rolling with the Chargers plus three versus the Chiefs. This is going to be flat out the best Thursday night game of the year. I'm very excited for it. Should be a high-scoring affair. And although the Chiefs have been rolling, and last week they finally found their offense, their defense has been quite good. I think Justin Herbert comes out with a great game at home and wins and gives them a chance at winning the division. Very much looking forward to that game. My next play, Steelers-Titans under 41.5. I don't play a lot of over-unders in the NFL, but I really like this under. Obviously, Big Ben sucks. As I mentioned, Ryan Tannehill isn't much better. Titans still missing a lot of weapons on offense. I see this being an under affair. Even though it's a low number, I'll take the under. We're then riding with Teddy Two Gloves and the Broncos minus 2.5 versus the Bengals. This is flat out just a line that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. I know the Bengals haven't been great lately, but the Broncos aren't that good, and I'm just shocked to see them at minus two and a half. Public all over the Bengals, I'll take the Broncos. My next play, we're going with Nick Chubb anytime touchdown. This is a little bit of a weird play. I don't play a lot of these anytime touchdown, but the Browns are missing so many weapons. I mean, obviously Kareem Hunt has got injured again, and they have a number of COVID issues. Baker's out of the game. Jarvis Landry's out. There's a whole bunch of missing players. Chubb's going to get a lot of touches. Um, playing against a Raiders defense that isn't very good. The line will likely be around minus 110. I think Chubb scores a touchdown pretty easily. I also need him too because he's on my fantasy team. So there's absolutely no bias with this pick. But yeah, Chubb, give me a touchdown. My last play, we're rolling with the Eagles minus six and a half. Fly, Eagles, fly. I've been right about my team a lot this year. I knew when they were going to lose. I knew that they were going to shit pump the Jets. They're going to come out flying at home against the Washington football team. The football team is dealing with a number of COVID issues. Today they added like eight more players to the list. The birds are coming off a bye with Jalen Hurts back. I think the Eagles clean up with the football team at home and it should be an easy win. You know what, Kyle? As a guy who bets a lot of anytime touchdowns, I really like that Chubb pick. With everyone out, they're going to have to give the ball to Chubb. Exactly. Talk about anytime touchdowns, I got one for myself this week. Thursday night football game, Austin Eckler, anytime touchdown. I swear to God, this guy scores at least one a game, every time. Herbert just gives him the ball or throws it to him, and he'll. the ball always ends up in the end zone. Minus 128. Give it to me. His, I just now, want to jump in. His ankle looked kind of fucky last week. They just, were they were going at it with the tape. I just want to throw that out there. Sorry. At least two it. rolls of tape. They'll, you know what? They'll use three on Thursday night. <laughs> it's a big game against the Chiefs. He cannot miss it. Especially, is Keenan Allen still out with COVID? No, he's going to be back this week. Oh, you know what? That doesn't matter. Forget about it. Three rolls of tape. Austin Eckler's hopping in. Second, t- second pick. 
We're talking about it earlier. I don't know how I feel about it. Bills minus six and a half first half. To be fair, though, the Panthers away. The Panthers aren't the same. McCaffrey's out. It's Cam Noon Sucks. the Buffalo cold. We saw him in New England last year. He can't throw. He simply can't throw in the cold. He can't play at all. Against the Bills, coming off a brutal loss to the Bucks. Big bounce back week. And now everyone's favorite NFL part, Twigs Locks teasers. This week, as I placed this, I kid you not, two minutes later, I saw the notification that Hopkins was out for the for the season. But I still like it because AJ Green, Kyler's been throwing the ball to him a lot this year. Bills minus five, cards minus six and a half. Give it to me. And then my last pick, about the half point, Bucks minus nine and a half. Tom is going to deal. Tom's I was saying a couple episodes ago, Tom's on an MVP caliber. He's shown me otherwise since. Give me Bucks minus nine and a half. All right, Kyle. Take it away with your picks in every other league. All right. Going to the NBA first. Not a great slate tomorrow, but I do have one play for you. We're rolling with the Knicks minus four and a half against the Rockets. The Rockets are just a brutal team. They're tanking. You know, they traded away everybody. Um, the Knicks haven't been great lately, but I think they get a win here and start to find their stride. Moving on to college football. We are entering bowl season. We've got finally some more um, bowl games this week. We're first going to roll with UAB plus seven against BYU. This game I like because of the line movement. Um, I think BYU is sitting a lot of their starters, so I'll take UAB plus seven. Then got Kent State plus three. Once again, we're riding the line movement. Um, Kent State playing in the MAC. They're not a great team, but they like to score points. I think they cover plus three here. And then my favorite play out of these three, Louisville minus one and a half. Unfortunately, we don't have any college basketball this uh, this week. Tomorrow's slate is very small, um, and there's just nothing really with value, so we're going to stay away this week. New segment alert. New segment alert. New segment alert. New segment alert. Get fired up. We're introducing a new segment, the listener pick segment. So basically each week, starting now, one to two listeners are going to give out a pick on the pod, and we're going to keep track of how they do. If they keep winning... They get to keep giving picks. If they don't, then we move on to the next listener. To start off, we got two picks this week. We first have Vikings minus three and a half and Rams minus seven. Shout out to Ryan and Ben for the picks. Good luck. All right. Now let's jump into the $100 bankroll challenge. To recap last week, I went one and two, lost about a dollar. That brings me to 110.41 left over in my bankroll. Kyle went one and two plus a dollar fourteen. That brings him up to 96.97. Ryan one and one plus three dollars and thirty-three cents. That brings his bankroll up to 77.26. So, although Kyle and Ryan are both under five uh, under the starting bankroll, they are starting to climb. I've been hovering around the 110 mark. It's anyone's ball game. I'll start by giving out three picks. I've got the Chargers plus three and a half, minus 114 for $10. As Kyle said, it's going to be an electric Thursday night football game. The Chiefs are coming off a win where they absolutely steamrolled the Raiders. So I think this line should be a little bit bigger in favor of the Chiefs. I know they're on the road, but give me the Chargers plus the points. 
Next, I'm going $10 on the Cowboys. First half, minus six and a half on the road. On the road. I think they're at home, actually. It doesn't matter. Against the Giants. The Giants suck. Mike Glennon is terrible. The Cowboys offense hasn't looked great, I'm going to be honest. But our defense has been producing. They're very high risk, high reward. Michael Parsons looks unbelievable. Let's see if we can cover the six and a half in the first half. I think it should be no problem. Give me the Cowboys minus six and a half, ten dollars. Then I'm gonna jump over to the Sens prop bets. I've got five dollars on Josh Norris to get a point. The Sens first line, as I mentioned earlier, buzzing. They look like an elite top group. Um, I think the line should be around minus one fifteen. Five dollars, Josh Norris to get a point against Tampa tomorrow night. I'm rolling with three bankroll challenge plays this week. First off, $10 on Broncos, minus 2.5. Talked about this earlier. The line doesn't make a lot of sense. I'm riding with Teddy Two Gloves. My next play, $5 on Eagles, minus 6.5. As I said, Eagles are coming off a bye against a banged-up football team. Fly, Eagles, fly. My last play, $5 on Louisville, minus 1.5. Louisville likes to put up points. I think they do that um, this weekend. And uh, I think that's a cash. You know what? We are slowly climbing. And you know what? It's a perfect time to do three $10 bets. <laughs> First one is the Austin Eckler, as I stated in my NFL slate. Second one is the Bills, minus six and a half, first half. I don't know how I feel about that anymore, but I'm just going to stick with my gut. They're going to beat Cam. And then my third one, it's a $10, but you'll have to wait in about 30 seconds. Now for everybody's favorite segment. It's my favorite anyway. Oh, it's my favorite. Lock of the week. To recap last week, Kyle and I got wins. Vikings were easy on Thursday in the first half. They kind of made it sweaty. But that cashed. The Chiefs, as Kyle mentioned, rolled the Raiders. That was easy. Ryan ruined the sweep, though. Yeah, Kyle and I reversed roles, but you know what, boys? This week, get out the brooms. I can smell it. Just to give you a little recap of our records, I'm sitting at five and three on my lock of the weeks. Ryan, three, four, and one, and Kyle is also at five and three. So we're kind of rolling right now. You know what? As the guy who is slowly bringing the record down, but you know, big win here. We're right back to where we were. We're gonna rock with some Syria. I know we usually go across the pond, but this time it's across the pond and then a train down to Fiorentina because we are betting both teams to score in over two and a half versus Sassuolo. I've been killing it in Serie A since the beginning of the month. The Italian mob, they run it. The Mafia, they love goals. Minus 114. Hammer it. And now, something it's that has never happened before Doom. on the over- the Border Sports Gambling Podcast. We have an Take Quake. Earthquake. Kyle, Here take it away. Go. What are we riding? What are we riding this week? First ever week, two of us have the exact same lock of the week. You guys are going to hate it. Some people are turning the podcast off if we have anybody listening still. Trent doesn't Ian like Justin, it. Trent hates it. Maybe that makes you like it. He is the fade god. Me and Justin are riding with Colts 
minus 2.5 Saturday night against the New England Patriots. I took the Bills against the Patriots a week ago. I ruined the lock of the week. It happened. It's over with. It's not going to happen again. The Colts are at home. Mac Jones doesn't know what he has coming for him. This game, he's going to be forced to throw the ball. The Colts' D has been playing exceptionally well. They're going to roll. Carson Wentz, as much as I hate that motherfucker, he's going to play well. And then Jonathan Taylor is going to score three touchdowns. Colts minus 2.5. Let's fucking go, Justin. Let's go. I second everything you say. said. The Patriots ran down the Bills' throat, but they haven't faced Jonathan Taylor this year. He is going to run all over the Patriots' defense. Colts minus 2.5. Let's fucking ride! And that'll just about do it for this week's episode. As always, thank you all for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at OverborderPod. And I would just like to take this time to send a special thanks to Book It With Trent for coming on again today. Uh, We really appreciate it. Hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. See you next time. Life's a gamble, so why not put some money on it?